in three, in two, in one. Hi, everybody. Tim Anderson here, the Appraiser's Advocate. Thank you for taking the time today to stop to listen to this podcast. I appreciate it very much. We are talking a real estate appraisal here today, and we call this one Use Pap and My Client's Demands. This question came into me recently. While my answer to the appraiser was much more detailed, this is its essence. Here's the appraiser's question. Please help me with my problem. My subject is under contract for $485,000. After verifying the sale with the broker, as well as with the seller when I inspected the property, I'm convinced it's an arm's length transaction. Nevertheless, the highest sale I can find in the subject neighborhood recently is $450,000. The client's AMC is putting me under pressure to come in at $485,000. This AMC says that the current contract price is the best indication of value of the property. However, $450,000 is the highest sale I can find in the neighborhood recently. How can I come in at $485,000 when the highest sale in the neighborhood is less than that? What am I to do? I feel if I give in to the client, I'm violating ethics. What do I do? In this scenario, there are all sorts of issues that have to be considered to answer the question. The first of them is the question of the contract itself. You indicated you are convinced it's arm's length. Obviously, the buyer and the seller are convinced it's arm's length too. The lender, therefore the AMC, is convinced it's arm's length. So the question they're asking you is, if it's arm's length, why are you not giving it any weight in the final analysis and reconciliation? Next to consider is your analysis of the neighborhood. Have you indicated that neighborhood property values are increasing, stable, or decreasing? If you have indicated the neighborhood values are stable or decreasing, that may be enough reason right there to ignore the contract and go with the most recent sale the neighborhood has available to you. However, if you have indicated property values are increasing, this may be an excellent indication that the subject contract is worthy of a lot more weight than you currently appear to be willing to give it. Then there are the other sales in the neighborhood you need to consider. Quoting directly from the Fannie Mae Selling Guide, Section B4-1.3-07, quote, The sales comparison approach to value is an analysis of comparable sales, contract sales, and listings of properties that are most comparable to the subject property, unquote. The current contract on the subject is going to be difficult to beat when it comes to properties that are comparable to the subject. What is a more comparable sale to the subject than the subject property itself? Therefore, all other things being equal, the subject contract merits a great deal of weight in the final analysis and reconciliation. That same section in the selling guide goes on to say, quote, The appraiser's analysis of a property must take into consideration all factors that have an effect on value, 
The appraiser must analyze all closed sales, contract sales, and offerings or listings of properties that are the most comparable to the subject property in order to identify any significant differences or elements of comparison that could affect their opinion of value for the subject property as of the date of the appraisal report, unquote. Then there is a very important statement. It says, quote, this is particularly important in changing markets, unquote. If you have indicated the subject's market is increasing, then to ignore the subject contract at a price above the highest price in the neighborhood would be to fail to take this instruction into account. In and of itself, this would be a violation of USPAP's Standard Rule 1-4. It would also be to ignore exactly what is currently happening in the subject's neighborhood. Now, staying in the Fannie Mae Selling Guide, go to section B4-1.3-08, Comparable Sales. Quite clearly, the Fannie Mae Selling Guide says, quote, The appraiser is responsible for determining which comparables are the best and most appropriate for the assignment, unquote. When lenders give you a hard time about comparable sales, you might want to copy this section of the selling guide into an email and forward it to them. This lets them know you're not going to roll over and play dead. Then, the same section goes on to say, quote, Comparable sales should have similar physical and legal characteristics when compared to the subject property, unquote. Again, you might want to pass this on to your client, especially the part about it's your responsibility as the appraiser to determine which comps are the best and most appropriate for the assignment. It is not their responsibility to do so. In fact, when they try to do that, that is almost a textbook definition of bias. So let's get back to the basics of what it is we do, which is analyze markets. Your question makes it sound as if you're convinced that values in this particular neighborhood can never go up. In other words, no property in that neighborhood can ever exceed $450,000. Yet, if this were true, how could sales have increased to the point of $450,000? Of course, values can go up. Further, that's exactly what you have indicated when you showed on the report that property values in the neighborhood over the last 12 months have been increasing rather than decreasing or stable. Uh, remember, they can go down. Well, clearly a contract represents nothing more than the buyer's opinion of value and the seller's opinion of price. When you take it with the other data points of sales and prices in the neighborhood, you use it as part of your analyses to reach a value conclusion. Therefore, is there anything in the contract itself that would give you a reason to exclude it as a data point in analyzing the values in this particular neighborhood? You've already said you couldn't find any. As to the AMC putting you under pressure to come up with a value, you might wish to consider turning the AMC into your state appraisal authority. What they're asking you to do is clearly a violation of state appraisal statute as well as federal appraiser independence requirements. However, in all candor, it's my experience that such complaints never go very far and usually have highly negative ramifications for the appraiser. Therefore, your job is to analyze the neighborhood in light of the data available, which includes the purchase and sale contract at $485,000. Then, form a market-supported value conclusion. 
Remember, you have the right as well as the professional and ethical responsibility to give that purchase and sale agreement of $485,000 whatever weight it deserves in the final analysis. 10%, 25 65%, 92%. The point is that's your choice and your responsibility as the analyst. Forget what the AMC wants. Forget what the lender wants. Forget what the buyer and seller have agreed to. You're the analyst. You're the appraiser. You are responsible for concluding a value. They're not. In the end, it's your professional decision. Does the market indicate the subject is worth $485,000? If that's what the market indicates, then value it at $485,000 and move on to the next assignment. If the market indicates it's not worth $485,000, then value it where you conclude the market values it and move on to the next assignment. Is it unethical to accede to your client's demands? Yes, it is, unless those demands are reasonable and within the scope of USPAP. We're getting close to the end. Is it unethical to fail to recognize market trends just because we don't agree with them? Yes, it is. Remember, ethics are a matter of choice. We have certain choices to make in any given assignment. How and why we make those choices is an indication of how deeply we accept and understand our ethical responsibilities. And how deeply we accept and understand our ethical responsibilities is a direct reflection of our professionalism, our burden. Our joy, as both analysts and appraisers, is to form an independent, impartial, and objective value opinion using nothing more than the data the market provides us. If clients cannot, will not, or do not understand this, then it's time we get ourselves new clients. I'm Tim Anderson, the Appraiser's Advocate. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. It was a pleasure to be with you. If I can ever be of help to you, please get in touch with me. Tim at theappraisersadvocate.com. It will be my pleasure to work with you and an honor to know you. Please let me extend my best to you and your family. And before we clear, one last question. When it comes to your ethical responsibilities, how familiar are you with them? And now we're clear. 